there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There always is. No matter what the battle is, I've always heard the saying, like when I went to church every once in a while, the, the youth pastor and the pastor always told me that God gives his strongest soldiers the hardest battles. Hello, this is Shlomo Salson, the host of the Teenage Impact Podcast, and I'm here to inspire you as a teenage kid to overcome any struggle you may have in your life, whether it's anxiety, bullying, depression, suicidal thoughts, challenges at home, mental or physical challenges, whatever they may be, there are people out there just like yourself who overcame them. And I've been interviewing like-minded individuals who are making an impact in our community. And I'm going to interview them on their teenage struggles, how they overcame it, and how you can too. Before I go on with our interview, I want to tell you that I have a link in the description and you can download the seven quick and easy ways to feel better about yourself. I provide this for free. So if you're in a funk, you're feeling negative, this will help you get out of it and give you some cool tips that I use in my own life and other people use as well to get out of that funk. If you have a friend who's in the funk, who's feeling negative, go share this podcast with them because I guarantee you this is the best podcast out there for any teenage kid to listen to to overcome their struggle because we want to be the mentors for you. Today's guest is Cedric Spar, a senior at a university in Tennessee. He moved to the United States at six years old with his father from Germany. While him and his father and his mother were boarding a plane, his mother never boarded a plane. It was just his father and him. So when they landed to the United States without any money, he got bullied a lot. He got picked on for his clothes. He got picked on because he didn't know any English. And on top of that, his dad became an alcoholic. So he had problems at home. And he had to go overcome those challenges. One message he wants to relate to all the teens is to keep on going and never give up. Now, he's built a TikTok following of over 250,000 followers of a page called Psychology is Cool. Cedric, what was your story and inspiration behind Psychology is Cool on TikTok? Um, so my story was pretty much rough um, in a way like I grew up I was born in Germany Uh, my dad was stationed there for the army and he was stationed there for like 10 or 15 years and he met my mom there and they had me and um, whenever he finished his like sentence or his contract or whatever in Germany we all planned on moving back to the United States and we all packed up all packed our bags and everything and my mom never boarded the plane so she stayed in Germany and it was just me and my dad And he then became a really heavy alcoholic and we didn't have money. I couldn't speak English. So I got bullied on it for school or I got bullied because of that at school. And um, what what age did you move to the United States? Six. Six. And you were born in Germany, correct? Yeah, I was born in Frankfurt. Okay. And you moved to what city? I moved to Nashville, 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 Tennessee. Yes, sir. And so getting bullied at school and stuff like that because I didn't know the language. I was always very skinny, got bullied because of that, got bullied because I was broke, um, poor family. 
And so the whole reason that I started the psychology is cool. And the reason that I study psychology so much and enjoy it is because it, it lets me understand like how our minds work and how our minds operate. If you can find out what triggers you and what kind of sets you off, you can use that to your advantage and you can learn more about yourself and learn more about others. That way you know how to handle situations differently. Um, because at the end of the day, we all, we all want to be loved. We all want to be accepted for who we are. Um, we shouldn't feel like we're competing with anybody. And so the reason behind the page was to be relatable, be super relatable, um, and just let people know that they're not alone in their fight. And I feel like psychology is a big part of that. So that's, that's the reason that I started the page. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. And I saw you have over 250,000 followers yes, in just nine days. Yes, sir. Nine days. Wow. And were you surprised? Um, I was. I didn't expect that big of a following that quickly. Um, I knew that it would go viral. It was very viral content. I've built brands in the past on Instagram, Twitter, um, things like that. I've been doing it for a while, but that was my first experiment with TikTok. And, but yeah, I was, I was very, very surprised that it grew as quickly as it did. Mm -hmm. What would you say your favorite tip on TikTok is so far? My favorite tip, uh, my favorite tip. That's, that's a hard question. It was, man, you have some, I saw this one post where with regarding the relationship part Uh and I really love that post. That's how I discovered you. Yeah, just I guess my biggest tip would just be accepting people for who they are. Uh-huh. You know? We all have our own backgrounds. We all have our own struggles. Um, I'm fully convinced that everybody has their own insecurities. Um, so, you know, we're all people. Like, we should love each other because of that, because of uh-huh. our uniqueness. Uh-huh. How were you not accepted when you moved from Germany to the United States? Um, I wasn't accepted in terms of monetary income my family didn't have any money um my father like i said was an alcoholic so i never really had guidance i never knew what to do uh couldn't speak the language until like the middle of first grade um so it was hard making friends and the first day of first grade i actually ended up having an accident on the floor (laughs) um, because i didn't know how to ask to go to the bathroom so i got picked on for that a lot Um, but yeah, it's just people that I went to school with, they all had both parents, they had decent money and I was, I was the outcast. I couldn't even speak their language. Um, and that followed me pretty much all the way up through high school. Mm -hmm. And this happened. What did you, what did you tell your dad? Um, well, my dad, I, I told him that I was getting bullied and that I was getting picked on, but he didn't care because he was always drunk. So me and him never had that connection. Uh So it was, it was literally like I was in it by myself Uh and it was, it was a weird, weird time in my life for sure. Mm -hmm. How did that make you feel? Um, Made me feel like I didn't want to live. (laughs) At six years old. At six years old. I had my first suicidal thought when I was six. Um, I just, I didn't feel accepted by anyone. Uh And then my dad, he didn't even want me. My mom left me. Um, it was it was very, very hard. It was a lot of long nights. Um, and that 
that lasted for a while. What made you get through it all? Um, I always, one thing my dad told me one time when we were still in Germany, I don't remember like the language. I don't remember exactly how he said it, but what he said meant that like you were put on this earth for, for a reason. You might not know what that reason is right now, um, but you have a purpose. And that's always stuck with me. And so every time I had like a suicidal thought, I was like, you know, this is temporary. It's temporary. We'll get through it day by day. Um, I can't wait until I'm older. I can't wait until I'm older. I can't wait until I'm older. And that's what I just kept telling myself. And um, that's, I'd say that's pretty much how I got through it. Um, yeah, that's, that's how I got through it. That and with the help of like my grandma, she would come to visit every once in a while. Okay. Um, so you told yourself that everything is going to be okay. Was, did you eventually find someone, uh, another support system? Um, yeah, I, I eventually made some friends, um, in, in first grade at the, towards the end of the year. And one of them, me and him are still friends. He's my best friend actually. And, uh, he kind of helped me out. I would go to his house a lot. I ended up staying with him because my dad was always drunk. I would stay with him and his parents. And, uh, that was, that was my support system. They actually made me feel like I had a purpose and that I was worth something. Whereas like my own family didn't. Let's go back to Germany before you came to the United States. Okay. When your mom did it come with you, how did that make you feel? Um, I was, I was confused. Mm-hmm. because we all we all had our bags packed and we all went to the airport and we all went through all of the security checks and everything and then when we went to board the plane my dad walked on first I walked on behind him and I turned around to see where my mom was and she was walking away um, and that's really the last time that I saw her for a while um, she came back to visit when I was seven for my birthday but that was it um, but yeah, I was, I was mainly confused. Um, I didn't understand what was going on. And then I asked my dad whenever we got on the plane and actually sat down, I was like, where, where'd mom go? And he told me that she's probably not coming back. So it was, okay. it was really, really confused. I was really confused. Mm-hmm. Okay. You found your friend um, when you were six years old. Besides getting over the fact that hey, you're being bullied for either in or English, you're skinny. Uh, what, was the, what would you say one or two of the hardest things you had to go through as a teenager when you grew up? As a teenager? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, my dad, he, he had a lot of women in and out when he was like dating and trying to find somebody new. And he always went with, with women that didn't know how to treat me right and didn't know how to treat him right. Um, Verbally abusive, emotionally abusive uh, and things like that. And the, my current stepmom, they're married now. um, She was bipolar. So when I was, when I was a teenager in middle school and in high school, she would flip out over the littlest things and she would throw rages and just, break stuff throw things at him break his glasses throw stuff at me kick me out of the house um so my biggest struggle as a teenager was was dealing with her 
dealing with not having plans on the weekends, not really knowing how to talk to people because I didn't really feel like I fit in because like I said, everybody had both parents, everybody had a decent home life and I never knew how to approach somebody else without burdening them with my problems. Um, so I was always the quiet kid, always had a hoodie on because I was still skinny. So I tried to look a little bit bigger with the hoodie, um, tried to mask who I was for the most part as a teenager. You put, you put on that mask. Um, I, I did interview one of the, actually the top youth speaker in the country right now, Nathan Harmon. And he, he always said, you know, as a teenager, he always put that mask on. Right. And when he put that mask on, no one knew what was behind that mask. He was always smiling. He was always pretending like everything was okay when things weren't. Yeah. What would you tell someone who is having maybe their dad's an alcoholic and the parents are divorced, going through that rough time, putting that mask on? What would you tell that person right now? I would tell that person that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There always is. No matter what the battle is, I've always heard the saying, like when I went to church every once in a while, the, the youth pastor and the pastor always told me that God gives his strongest soldiers the hardest battles. Um, like there's a reason you're going through it and it's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you a stronger person after it. You're going to be able to look back and, and kind of laugh at some things that you did or some things that happened and, and be able to teach other people and be there for other people. And that's another reason for the psychology page. There's a reason I go live on that page every day. Like mm -hmm. I want to be to other people what I never had growing up. I never had somebody to talk to really. And so I want to be that person for them. And yeah, it's, it's going to get better. It's going to make you a better person. It's going to teach you a lot of things. It's going to help you grow up a little bit faster. Uh -huh. what, was it, what were some of the things you did to cope? I played a lot of video games. <laughs> what's your favorite game um i got really big into call of duty okay yeah a lot of my friends love call of duty yeah i got really big into call of duty um i played music uh, i taught myself guitar keyboard uh -huh. bass and drums and i write i write a lot uh -huh. like what kind of stuff uh just journaling journal i do a little bit of journaling okay um but yeah i write a lot of music um write some songs here and there uh-huh but yeah that's that's always been an outlet for me can you sing um not very well <laughs> i can sing but it's not it's not the best just a guitar yeah i play guitar bass keyboard and drums oh man that's awesome man that's good for you good for you so you, you found a positive outlet while going through all of this in your house yeah uh, my dad was he always played music so whenever me and him whenever he wasn't drinking or even sometimes when he was, we, we would play music together. Uh -huh. That was the way that we would bond here and then or every, uh -huh. every once in a while. Uh -huh. Did you have a certain turning point in high school that kind of got you to move forward or in your mind, like a, a mental shift? Um, I had a huge mental shift my freshman year in high school. Um, okay. I used to play basketball in in high school and this one kid his name well his name's irrelevant but we we were competing for the same position and his dad was the coach and 
he would push me, punch me, bully me in the locker room so that when we had practice or right before games on our warm-ups, I, I wouldn't do good. Um, so I'd be benched. And so what I started doing was I started taking karate, Wadoru karate with Sensei Kirby. And that that really, there's a lot of emotional awareness and like mental development that goes into martial arts, a lot of meditation, a lot of peace. And he really, he really got my mind right. And he was a good father figure for a while. Um, and I, I did that for three years and that, that really helped me out. He, he guided me a lot. I'm 14 years old, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 14 years old. What were some of the lessons that he taught you or oh, one or two big lessons he taught you to get your mind right? Um, he taught me that, that normally it's people with the biggest insecurities that, that are the ones that try to make others feel bad. Um, the ones that, that are jealous of you or that envy something about you are the ones that are going to try to hurt you the most. And that no matter what happens and no matter what they say, they're not going to break your spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, you're, you can get through anything. The human body and the human mind are very capable um, of getting through things and, and using things that happen to us to make us stronger and to make us better as people. Um, that, that's probably the biggest thing that he taught me was to always move forward, stay strong, and uh, yeah, you can get through anything. Yeah, bullying, bullying really sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, it does. It it really does because I was always bullied, which is why Teenage Impact exists because pretty much for 10, maybe more than 10 years of my life, I was bullied, picked on, made fun of for various different reasons. I was also very skinny and short. I couldn't play sports. Like uh, I went to speech and ESO class. So a lot of the different reasons and my best friends, it wasn't even random people were picking on me. My friends were picking on me which were confusing because you think they're friends. Yeah. But after a while, you, re you also realize not, it's not only about the insecurities. It's they don't know any better. And when they grow older, I have some friends I'm still f friends with that used to bully me. And they said, you, uh, you just don't realize it. You don't realize the effect that the other person is having on you. Right. You used to have suicidal thoughts at six years old. It continued. Did it continue? It did, it did yeah. What did you do in order to uh, stop it from happening? Um, I, I just felt like there was a God. Uh -huh. um, I just, I prayed a lot. I prayed a lot and felt like I shouldn't do it. Um, I know that's probably not the best answer, but I had to put my, my hope and my pain somewhere because if I stored it all, it, would, it wouldn't have ended well. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I prayed a lot. I told one of my best friends about it and uh, he just pretty much told me not to do it. <laughs> and like, I, I ran with that. Um, I had a dream that I was going to do great things one time and I'm not sure what those things were. I still don't know what those things are, but like 
I just had a dream and prayer. I felt like God answered my prayers by sending me my friend that I Mm. met in elementary school um, because he wanted to always hang out after I told him that I was depressed and always wanted to be around. And uh, so, yeah, probably not the best answer on that question. No, that's a really good question. I mean, a really good answer Um, because everyone has a different way of committing suicide. I mean, um, getting over suicide thoughts. Yeah, I've interviewed a couple of people who tried to commit suicide and most of them say they regret it. I don't regret it necessarily. And the reason I don't regret it is... No, they don't, they don't regret having suicide thoughts. Um, some of them tried to commit suicide. And they regret trying? Yeah, they regret trying to, to uh, commit suicide because they realize that the life is much more valuable than what they think it is. Yeah, life, life is a, life's an amazing thing. How did your anxiety um, affect you? My anxiety, it was mainly social uh, because like I felt like nobody wanted me around. Um, so it was hard for me to talk to people. It was hard for me to start conversations. Uh, I never knew how to relate to other people like at school or uh, at work whenever I got a job. Um, so I say it would, it affected me more socially than anything and music kind of helped me out of that. I still struggle with it. It's not like a perfect science. Um, I think I'll always struggle with it to some degree, but but yeah, it was just hard for me to communicate with people for a while. Um, what college do you go to now? I go to Tusculum University. Okay, in Tennessee, correct? Yes, sir. And uh, uh, how do you like it? <laughs> it's it's not bad. It's not bad. It's in the mountains. Yeah. Is it is it cold? It's it's pretty chilly right now. Yeah, uh-huh. pretty chilly. Uh huh. How did you over over overcome that social anxiety going into college? Um, presentations. Uh-huh. <laughs> being forced to present in front of the class, um, being forced to do group projects with people, not being able to pick the group. Um, but in, in some classes, I still sit in the back quiet. Uh, uh-huh. But but yeah, I would say that like college really breaks you out of your shell for the most part, just because uh-huh. you're, you're forced to be around people that you don't know and uh, but yeah, it's it's really nice. It's really nice. What would you what would you tell someone who's still in the shell? Um, to get out of it. Uh-huh. It's so much better when you're out of your shell. Absolutely. Like, so much better. Uh you you make some some friendships that you would have never made otherwise and have some awesome conversations that you would never have otherwise. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. Yeah, definitely worth getting out of your shell. Uh-huh. And what what is your goal? with your brand where is it going to go in five years in five years i want to be a motivational speaker Uh motivational speaker maybe make music um really i just want to be there for people i want people to know that they're not alone um want to make people laugh want to make people smile just let everybody know the the beauty of life the happiness of life the excitement of life that's awesome before before we end this uh, podcast episode, 
any last tips you have for someone who has anxiety, parents are going through a divorce, have suicidal thoughts, depression, maybe they feel like a failure, maybe they're being bullied. What are some of the last tips you have for them? Um, one of my last tips would be being like, if you're scared of failure and you have social anxiety and, and all that stuff, like you're going to fail. There's going to come times where, where you might embarrass yourself, but don't beat yourself up over it. Um, because beating yourself up over something that happened in the past is literally a waste of time. Like it's if it's in the past you can't change it the only thing you can change is how you think about it how you react to it and i would say learn from it learn from your past um life goes on the only thing that's consistent in life is change so it's not always going to be how it is right now um life might suck right now it's not always going to suck um like i said earlier there's a light at the end of the tunnel there always is and there always will be life goes on uh stay strong and move on that's awesome, man. Phenomenal yeah. tips. Cedric, when can people find you? People can find me on TikTok at Psychology is Cool, Instagram at Cedric Spar Official, and on Twitter at Cedric Spar Official. That's awesome. And for my listeners right now, if you want to go if you want to join my Instagram close friends group, I'm opening it out for free. And that's for anyone who has a special or certain concern in their life. Maybe you might be going through anxiety or getting bullied. I give exclusive content from my Instagram close friends group. I don't provide anywhere else. Go ahead. I provided uh, my Instagram handle at Shlomo Salson in the description. So go check it out. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Not a problem. Thank you. I loved interviewing Cedric. When I interviewed Cedric, I will, he's such a relatable guy. He's, such, he's so laid back, easy to talk to individual. You have never imagined the struggles that he has gone through. He came to the United States at six years old with not a word of English. He got bullied for being skinny. He got bullied for not knowing English. His dad was an alcoholic. His mom didn't move to the United States with him. And they got, his parents got internationally divorced. He had suicidal thoughts. He found his best friend at the age of six years old, and that kept him going. He remembered the advice that his dad gave him, that everyone has a purpose in the life. And no matter what happens or how hard life gets, is to keep on going. And that's one takeaway. The only takeaway I want you to get out of this. No matter how hard life gets, whether your parents are going through a divorce, whether you want to commit suicide, whether you have anxiety, whether you have depression, whether you have bad grades, whether you have some type of diagnosed physical or mental disability, things might not be okay right now, but things will get better. So keep on going. I want you to join my Instagram close friends group, follow me, DM me at Shlomo Salson, and I hope to hear from you on the next episode.